Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CounterPoint Podcast. I'm your host, Maurice, and today we have a very interesting topic lined up for discussion. We'll be talking about some key automotive industry trends that we are seeing, including connected cars, electric vehicles, autonomous vehicles, and ADAS. With this in mind, we also want to be looking at what are the major opportunities that will present themselves in 2022, talk about what the players are doing in the ecosystem, and much more. And so to talk about this today, I have two analysts with me, Suman Mandal and Mohit Sharma. Both of them are based in India. Hey, Mohit, how are you doing today? I'm good, Maurice. How are you? Oh, I'm great. And uh, thanks for coming on with me. What about you, Suman? How are things with you? Yeah, I am doing fantastic. Looking forward to today's discussion. Perfect. Well, let's get right into it then. So I'm really interested in these 2022 trends that are happening. But I think for us, for the listeners, we need to rewind a little bit and kind of give a recap about what's already happened in the industry, right? So we have a baseline. So Soman, why don't you do that and uh, tell us a little bit about what happened in 2021, what kind of trends you're seeing and uh, start from there. Yeah. Thanks, Maurice. This is a great question to start with today's discussion. Yeah. This was not the great year for the automotive industry. However, auto sales increased by 4% YOY in 2021 to reach 80 million units. But it could not reach the pre-pandemic level, which is around 85 to 90 million units per year. After easing lockdown, people started owning their own vehicles instead of availing public transportation. This helped this industry to witness a V-shaped recovery. But again, COVID-19 happened and it caused automotive industry to witness massive shortages of automotive and semiconductor components. So that's why the growth was not up to the mark. So if we talk about the new features, you can see that now automakers are providing lots of connected and autonomous features. These new features are trickling down to lower price point in this year. Uh, that's great, Soman. Thanks for you know setting the stage for things. So soon after the pandemic started in 2020, we saw the automotive industry hit very hard by semiconductor shortages. And w- with CounterPoint, we really track a lot of the market in terms of smartphones, TWS, you name it. And we've seen shortages hit a lot of different industries. What can you tell us specifically now that's happening with the automotive industry? Because, you know, with, with smartphones, other things, we, we're seeing some easement. But w- what's happening here? And Mohit, why don't you take that one? Yeah, thanks, Morris. So I think this is the question has been asked for last one, one and a half years, right? So if you look back in 2021, the chip shortages were started easing off in the first quarter. But the second uh, quarter onward, you have seen production plants shutting down or in quarter three, you have seen the automakers started releasing the cars without high-end features, right? So you don't have this infotainment features or adaptive control features, a little bit of that. And in the quarter four, you have seen some recovery. And coming back to the 2022, you will see that things will be easing off but you will not see the problem will be completely solved in the 2022. Yeah, and talking about 2022 specifically, we saw some pretty neat announcements happening at CES in the beginning of the year. You know, CES, the big trade show that, that happens in the U.S., uh, had a lot of different announcements in terms of healthcare, uh, in terms of AI. But really, uh, I think one of the big standouts was for automotive-centric announcements. Soman, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you saw when you covered CES this year? We know CAC is famous for consumer-related product announcements. Some large companies, including BMW, Mercedes-Benz, and General Motors, 
skip this in-person event citing COVID-19 outbreak. But if you look at the automotive announcement in this year's, the all announcement were around electric vehicles, connected mobility, autonomous mobility, digital cockpit, robotics, shared mobility. So this trend is in line with the industry transformation towards case that is connected, autonomous, shared and electrification. So some of the important announcements are like Sony to form a new entity to focus on EV business. So if you look two years back in CES 2020, Sony announced its first EV prototype. Now it's formed a new entity to focus only on EV business. But Sony is not the first smartphone ecosystem player to enter into this race. We have already seen Vin Group, Foxconn, Xiaomi, all are entering this race and we expect this space is going to be more competitive in the coming years. The next interesting announcement I heard in CS that is Google exploring new capabilities with Android Auto. And now Google is powering more power to Android Auto than you can avail new apps in Android Auto like micro mobility, navigation, access to points, charging points, parking, etc. So moreover, Google is also supporting UWB technology to BMW cars through Google phones and Samsung Galaxy phones. So more phones will be connected in the coming times. That means Google is exploring more business opportunity through automotive services areas. And you know that Metaverse is a buzz in today's world and automotive industry is not lagging from this opportunity. So that's why Hyundai brought Metamobility in this year's CS. So it has joined forces with Boston Dynamics to build a robotic society where we will be able to freely move between the real and virtual worlds. So if you ask me the most interesting trends in this year's CS was uh, Snapdragon digital chassis and digital cockpit announcement. Hey Moit, as you are tracking this industry, can you share your views on it? Those are some interesting trends, Silman. And you, you know, before Mohit starts on that, I think this digital cockpit is something that was really interesting for me because I, I think it really helps try to reconfigure how we can experience you know, the, our vehicles uh, from the inside. So not only just the looks and stuff on the outside, which is what usually is what car makers really showcase, but really how do we have a digital experience integrated into the cockpit? And, and that's kind of what um, this is all about. Isn't that right, Mohit? Yes, Morris, you have rightly pointed out that if you look inside the car, the user experience has become one of the important features for drivers and not and also the, for the passengers, right? So like user experience include how the driver interacts or the passenger interacts with the car, which is nothing but human machine interference, right? Which includes larger displays, intelligent voice assistants, or argumented head-up displays. And these technologies we have seen in CES 2022, for example, Panasonic has shown this ARHUD and Viston has also launched their cockpit screen and Crayons has launched their co-pilot of the AI assistant, which has been awarded the Technological Innovation Award in CS2020. So basically, digital cockpit aims to make your driving more safer and comfortable with the combination of all these features, which help us to just sit back and have more safety and comfortable driving. So, yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine really how that looks like yet, but I'm really interested to see what develops in the future there. Well, great. So we covered CES, but you know, one thing that we really track here at CounterPoint is the different kinds of processors, connectivity that goes in the cars. And for one thing, the number of connected cars with TCUs or telematics control units 
that are being sold have have actually risen globally. And how are we looking at this? Like, what are brands doing? And how are they focusing on things like infotainment systems as a differentiator? Or, you know, these things really start off with being in, in high end cars, but are they trickling down to lower price points? And is this why the number of connected cars are being sold? Or, you know, what's your take on that? And, and Soman, why don't you answer that for me? If we're talking about connectivity, we have to look at the whole connected ecosystem. So starting from chipset, NAC modules, telematics, system integrators to connectivity providers. Yes, I absolutely agree with you that connected car shipment is rising and it has already crossed 36 million shipments in 2021. And we are expecting it will cross 70 million units by 2025. And one in a four car will be connected with 5G. But we have not seen so much 5G adoption in automotive space because of higher ASP of TCUs and the supply shortages. So if you look at the tissue market from the global perspective, you can see that LG, Continental, Harman are the top players. But when you look at China, you can see that market is very much fragmented with local players like Bigistar, Soling, Goshanken, Clear Micro. So we can expect that these players will look for global diversification for getting more market share in the coming years. So yeah, and now I am coming to your next question that yes, infotainment will uh, work as a differentiator, even not for the mass market, but surely for the premium market. In the age of autonomous vehicles, there will be huge demand for large OLED screen, seamless connectivity, and backseat screens also. That's why we are also seeing that automakers are now using two modules, one for seamless connectivity for infotainment, another one is for e-call. So these will be the new features coming in times but not in the uh, short term. I see. So, you know, it, it's kind of like a, a more long run play here with a lot of these new technologies that are coming out. So, Mohit, now let, let me ask you this. I'm also curious about autonomous vehicles and like mm-hmm. ADAS, uh, location ecosystems and things like that, because yes. there's a lot of momentum also happening there. And uh, what's happening? Where are we with like the different levels um, of, of autonomous driving? Um, what are you seeing? Autonomous driving is one of the hottest topic of not just, you know, automotive industry, but for the tech industry because of the ecosystem, hardware and software. So it's just not about the automotive industry, but for the tech industry. Yeah. And coming back to the question, like for me, 2021 year was one of the remarkable year for the automotive industry in terms of the autonomous technology. And I will explain you why, because there has been a lot of, you know, traditional automakers have been formed new partnerships or acquired small startups in the same technological space or, you know, invested in some joint ventures. So I have seen a lot of improvement or I would say more happening in the industry. And in the last month of the uh, 2021, we have seen Mercedes got the level three autonomous driving certification from the German government. So they became the official OEM to produce uh, cars with level three autonomous driving. And last week only the cruise is opening for robot taxis for the normal public. So I would say it's, it's still a long way to go to reach the full autonomous driving level five because, you know, it's the transition from level two to level four is quite big. And there have been talks that, you know, some people just want to skip level three. For example, BMW, they just don't want to because the transition between the level 
three to level four or level two to level three is not so big. But the transition from level two is level four is quite huge because in level four, you just have to give the control and everything. And from level two, it's just you have to play hands or leave the hands for a few minutes and then have to hold back the steering again. So it's a long way to go because of the regulation and policies. But one of the areas where I'm seeing the autonomous driving is actually making progress is for the trucks and robot deliveries. And why is it need of the hour for the truck industry? Because there has been shortages of the truck drivers in US and Europe both. Europe is actually facing 400,000 shortages of truck drivers. Can you imagine that? And for uh, US, it has been 80,000 truck drivers. So, you know, you need someone to drive those trucks, right? And this is why the autonomous driving has become very important for the truck business. So all these companies like uh, TU Simple and Eindride or Aurora or Coriac, which are the startups or recently got into the, the big IPOs. So they have been uh, targeting for autonomous driving by uh, 2023 or 2024. So I'm hoping uh, you will get to see the autonomous driving for trucks in next coming two years because the autonomous driving space for trucks is not so so complicated as compared to the cars where you have so many age cases uh, and on, on the highway, you just have to drive and you don't have so much complexity. So just to add all these points, Morris, one interesting thing I would like to talk about is location ecosystem platform. So location data has been uh, one of the important data because, you know, you have so much data, but if you don't, if you add the location element to it, it exactly pinpoints to you what location. So this is why location data has become so much in importance in the industry, right? And we did this study of location platform ecosystem where we find out that here is leading the rankings for the last five years, leaving behind Google and TomTom, right? And the trends which we saw in these in this study that most of the location platforms are building, you know, analytical and visualization capabilities to offer more tools which can perform analyticals or visualizations uh, stuff because on the platform you can give them to make custom maps or but what about doing the analysis that's that's helps to give you to uh, do the analytical part this is happening there and why it's happening there and things like that and show it in a very beautiful manner on the different visualization things and another thing is like with all the data location platform, they are introducing more security features. For example, consent manager or doing the anonymization of the data. So this is one of the trend also we saw in our study. And lastly is the uh, marketplace business model where these location platform get into the partnership with the other players and then they uh, take their data and put there on the marketplace and where someone who is interested come to these marketplace and you know buy those data and then they can share some percentage of that revenue with those players so these are the trends which we saw in our location platform study which we did last year yeah so that's it and you're perfectly right there and i think that brings up a really good point on autonomous driving we generally see it as a as a consumer thing but really there's a huge business use case here for B2B. Do you have any comments on what potential revenue opportunities you're seeing between, let's say, B2C um, or, or versus B2B? Yeah, so definitely talking about this uh, truck business, right? Autonomous trucking. So you will see a lot of fleet operators are or last mile delivery. They are already having uh, contracts with these TU Simple because they, they need someone to drive the trucks and you already been seeing the shortages. So you have a lot of B2B opportunities in the truck businesses. Whereas for cars, the robotaxis will be 
one which is B2C, I would suggest. So you have you have a different B2C in the car market, but for trucking, it's more of a B2B opportunity. Very interesting. And now, Soman, I wanted to actually go back and ask you a little bit more about electric vehicles. You mentioned some announcements that happened at CES, such as from Sony. Electric vehicle penetration is also rising. So how is that deployment process going? And what are you seeing in terms of how the infrastructure for this is actually being built? You know, I I look out out of my window and I can see some charging stations being built now in a lot more places. So so there are definitely some developments. But what can you tell us overall about what's happening? Uh, Yes, Maurice. Electric vehicle penetration is rising. So electric vehicle sales already crossed 6.7 million units in 2021, which got almost doubled from the 2020 year level. And China is leading this market as well, followed by Europe and USA. But if you look, this market is driven by support from the government. But China is going to reduce or cut down subsidies on the new electric vehicles from 2023. Then uh, it will be slowing down there. So even you look at the European market, then you can see the carbon emission norm policies in Germany, UK and, and France are less tightened. So that also uh, may slow down electric vehicle adoption there after two, three years. And we know that for electric vehicle adoption, there will be requirement for huge infrastructural development. But if you look, there are only 2 million public charging stations available. Out of those, only 30% are only fast. So it may appear as a barrier for EV adoption in the initial years. So there was chicken egg dilemma in the initial years, but I think that is going in the right way. So now I am talking about next problem and that is charging standard. So if you look at the charging standard, you can see there are lots of charging standards available in the market. So the new countries or the developing countries are getting confused which charging standards to follow. And now coming to the next problem and that is battery recycling. You know that besides developing electric vehicles, you have to also look on the battery recycling. Either it will create lots of environmental pollution. So what we have already seen in the initial years of EV adoption in China. That's why policymakers have to work on this problem as well. The next problem for EV adoption, that is pricing. So you know that the price of EVs are higher compared to IC vehicles. So that's why governments need to support more to consumers. Either they will not be interested to uh, invest more on EVs. And now I am coming to the last point, and that is driving range. So if you are going to outside, and if you cannot find a charging station, and even that is not fast charging station, that may cost down your time. That's why you have to build lots of uh, fast charging stations, and also like driving range should support more than 500 kmis. So if we can solve these issues, then I think this decade will be for electric vehicles. Now, Soman, one interesting point here that I know has increasingly come up with a lot of the consumers is this range anxiety, right? Like a lot of the the journalists always in news articles, um, I feel like that's what's one really big thing that you know is, is being discussed is the range for and how long you can drive. Mohit, you, you know a little bit more about this, right? So can you tell us what EV makers are doing to really help with this range anxiety to increase driving range with, with batteries? Can you walk us through that a little bit? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, range anxiety has been one of the big issues of the EV adoption, right? And 
if you see in the earlier days, most of the EV makers were uh, focusing on the design part of the car because you have this drag coefficient. It's the le lesser the drag coefficient, the higher the driving range, right? But over the last two years, you have seen the transition shift, not just from the design side, but now the EV makers are actually focusing towards the battery design or battery technology, I would say. So I will talk about the battery first. You have this lithium ion battery, which has this liquid electrolyte, which is quite flammable and the density is also very high. And now the, the uh, technology which we has been seeing in the trend to increase the driving range is a solid state battery, you know. How does it differ from the lithium ion battery is that the, it has the solid electrolyte, just the name suggests, right, solid state battery. So the difference is you have this uh, solid electrolyte between the anode and the cathode, which is which the advantages are it's, it's, you know, it improves safety. Less, smaller size, lesser size, and you know, it also improves the fast charging times and gives you the more travel range. And most of the companies are backing this technology, right? Volkswagen, for example, has been in the contract or in a partnership with the Quantum Scope, who is uh, very renowned in this solid state battery. Ford is also investing in, in solid power company and Hyundai is investing in solid energy. So all these are focusing in the solid state battery technology. Whereas Tesla, they have been always the outliners in the industry, right? So they follow cameras instead of radars, right? Uh, and the whole industry is going for the radar and camera fusion, but Tesla has been the outliner in autonomous vehicle again. And the same is going with the for the electric uh, vehicle range. So they are actually going for the 4608 battery, which is, is a... Uh, cell to pack technology the how the you pack the, uh, the battery modules and for uh, and gm is doing for with the uh, battery chemistry so they have launched this new ultimum they are using nickel cobalt manganese aluminium and their ultimate platform so these are the trends we are seeing increasing the battery range very interesting on those trends mohit and and thanks for you know bringing a little <laughs> bit more color into that we talked about a lot of different topics here during our, our time here from electric vehicles, connected cars, the TCUs, etc. But now I really want to talk a little bit more about the future and, and the trends you're seeing. So can you both Suman and uh, Mohit talk a little bit more about some short term or long term trends you're seeing? and what opportunities uh, there are in the automotive industry. You know, I, I just Googled it really quickly. And, you know, some things that are popping up are like what the most vegan friendly or environmental friendly car is and how consumers are looking for those things. So what are you seeing? And Soman, why don't you lead us off on that? Yes, the auto industry has seen its course already. So 2022 looks very promising for this industry. The chief shortages has eased a bit, but has not ended yet. So standing in February 2022, still many automakers are forced to shut down their plants due to COVID-19 outbreak and supply shortages. So that's why we are expecting it will not reach the pre-pandemic level in this year. So it will take another one, two years to reach pre-pandemic year level auto sales. So now if we look at the supply point of view, you can see that automakers are complaining that they have very less control on the supply chain. That's why they are trying to develop or build their own supply chain ecosystem. So that's why they will be co-developing and co-designing chips with other players. They might not be producing it. So we have already heard that Volkswagen, Mercedes-Benz, GM, Ford, SAIC, all are interested in this space. 
so not only the automakers even all the regions are trying to build their locally supply chain ecosystem because this covid-19 outbreak has disrupted the supply chain that's why every region don't want to depend much on the other regions and also like more focus is being put on r&d in this time rather than manufacturing that's why presently there are more long term opportunities for this auto industry than short term yeah so just to add you know from soman's point soman talk about you know short term and i can talk about the trends in a longer term more towards like 2025 or thereabouts so since i'm following aras and autonomous so i would just looking at the future from the autonomous vehicle perspective so when you have this level 5 autonomous driving cars i would predict that you have more front row seats can revolve and you can just have this kind of uh, back seat and you can just watch movies or something like this and i believe that the windshield can be used for watching as a kind of a screen where you can just watch movies or something like this and with metaverse i I'm, i'm hoping that you can just be travel anywhere using those cars and those such technologies so yeah i mean this is still very far ahead but you know you technologies can take anywhere you never know you know i still drive a, a stick shift car so all these trends and all these uh, new innovations that are happening in cars uh, it's going to be a shock for me and maybe even a lot of people you know once they are going to purchase a new car and and have all these innovations in so it, it's going to be really interesting to see i think um you know how consumers adopt to these things and and respond to them so re- really great to see what what's going to happen in the future Yeah yeah i mean the transition has been will be very difficult especially people who just loves driving or you know want to feel feel the sheer pressure of driving there are some people who just love driving the car so definitely but for me the younger generations who are more into technology for them it's it's quite interesting things and they just want to play games while don't want to drive in this in this such traffic roads or highways or something like this they want to have experience of metaverse so all these things will be more interesting for the younger generation and for old generation they are not so technical uh, advanced so they just want to be stick to the, their old school things so that's very true i can understand how you feel at the moment right now <laughs> hearing all these technologies excellent points made and thank you both for providing that insight into some of the trends for 2022 and onwards but i'd like to end it there uh thank you both for joining us uh on this it was great and i know we we covered a lot of topics so hopefully we can do this again in the future thanks both uh yeah. for joining thank you maris so maris all right and great as always um you can follow us on uh, apple podcast spotify tune in google podcast and we'll have this up on our website counterpointresearch.com uh feel free to have a look and until next time take care everyone